All right. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Mighty Thor podcast. My name is Ed. My name is Terry. And uh, we're doing something a little different this episode. Uh, we're going to title this special episode one. So it'll probably show up in the feed as SE1. But then I don't know why I'm telling you because obviously you've already found it if you're listening to it. But there you go. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today is the. Well, thank you for laughing at me. You're welcome. Yeah. They uh, didn't hear me. I laughed quietly. They would have never known that I was laughing at you if you hadn't told them. I know. That's what matters. Inside. Ah. Ah. Um, we're going to be talking about the Fear Itself mini. Um, so that was the seven-issue miniseries that uh, focused on Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, uh, pretty much. And it finished up, I believe, last month, October. Like, maybe the first of October. So hopefully everybody has these books. Uh, if not, this is your spoiler warning. So you have been warned. Uh, with a quick uh, run-through of the Fear Itself Book of the Skull and the Fear Itself Prologue 7.2, which is the pickup of Thor's story. So away we go with uh, Terry. Anything you want to add to what we're doing or what nope. you want to do or anything okay. I'll just interject as I see fit okay all right uh, uh, basically the story opens with um, Sharon Carter and Captain America trying to hold off a a riot uh, we're not really sure why we're not given too much information as to what's going on with this riot so we don't know really but what we do know is that they fail to prevent it, and a riot kicks off in D.C. with Sharon and Steve in the middle of it. We see that uh, Red Skull's daughter, Sin, uh, has invaded a base in Antarctica looking for something. And what she's looking for is a large hammer that she is aware of because... In the Fear Itself Book of Skull, we see that during World War II, the Red Skull, Sin's dad, uh, performed a ceremony, a, a, a recited a spell, I guess, and it caused something to fall from the sky, which when he found it was a large hammer. The Red Skull wasn't able to do anything with it, so he... Um, directed the Thule Society, which was Hitler's um, magical get-me-power-from-beyond-the-earth kind of group of people for Hitler. He directed them to guard it, and he tucked them away in this uh, fortress up in Antarctica that we see Sin uh, bashing into because she has acquired his memoir, I guess you could his, say. His journal. And it indicated that this thing existed. She didn't really know what, I don't believe, and, and where it existed, how to find it. So that's what she did. So the um, little tidbits here and there about things going on in, uh, in Broxton, Iron Man declares that uh, his company and the Avengers are going to help build Asgard, with the focus being that they're going to use everything that they can from the local area. So they're intent on helping Broxton people because of 
the amount of grief that Asgard being there has caused Broxton, so they're going to try to use Broxton people and Broxton materials and yada, yada, yada to help rebuild Asgard. Um, in Asgard, we see Odin watching, and he's he seems more broody than usual. And as he's watching, we have an appearance by the Watcher, which, as any Marvelite knows, the Watcher only appears during times of dire consequence, to, to watch, to observe what's going to happen. And he only appears in person for the big things. So right away, Odin and we know that something big is going to happen because the Is he known as there. the Watcher or the Witness? The Watcher. Okay, because he calls him the Witness. He's also Odin. Okay, he can call whomever he, he has wants, names whatever for he whatever, yeah. Okay. And maybe that's what the Asgardians call them. Are the witnesses because they, but to us they're watchers and okay. they they they'll pop up like I said they've popped up everywhere for big end of the world scenarios or big battles or you know okay. things that can change the direction of the earth. Um, their point is just to observe. Now our watcher, U A T U, Utu Uatu, however you want to pronounce it, he's our watcher. His base is on the moon. He has done things that Watchers aren't supposed to do. He's spoken. Watchers never are supposed to speak. He has interacted. He has changed things, caused things to go a different way, which, of course, with the name Watcher is what you're never supposed to do. So our Watcher is a bit of an outcast from the Watcher society as a whole because he's a little bit more interactive than they're supposed to be. And they're big, grand, galactic powered being so of course he has power on a scale that is beyond anything we know but um, after that Thor and Odin get into it they have a, a little spat about again Odin is just so much broodier than normal mm -hmm. a little spat about uh, what's going on Odin tells Thor he's going to have to pick between man and gods so uh, more of a setup, I think, for the story. We see that Scotty, um, S-K-A-D-I, Scotty, that's who Sin turned into when she grasped this hammer, which, as it turns out, was the hammer of Scotty. So she um, has now gone to free what we will find out is called the Serpent, an entity by the name of the Serpent. And that's because this hammer that she grasped had a consciousness in it that overrode her consciousness, but over, also overrode her body. Mm -hmm. it, it, like, took over her body. But sin is still in there. She still knows what's going on. And she's kind of fine with what's going on. Yeah, that, that's the thing. kind of it's, what she wanted to do anyway. It, it appeals to that side of her. So she's watching. Uh, she can't really prevent anything, but she can watch, and she knows what her body is doing and what's going on around her. So she goes to free the serpent, and when the serpent is freed, he pulls down from the heavens seven other hammers, which all land in different parts of the world. And throughout the issue uh, one, we see who it is that's around these other parts of the world. Actually, it starts in issue two. Okay, that we see who yeah, they, they are. Yeah, they come down, but we don't start seeing who they who they actually end up okay. going to until issue two. Most of them land somewhere near villains, but not all of them. Right. 
So now uh, the story turns to these villains. Well, actually, I'm sorry, the story turns to the hammers and who finds the hammers. And then once people find the hammers, they're taken over by the consciousness that's in the hammer. Turns out all of these hammers, of which now there are eight, counting Scotty. Scotty's hammer, um, are all generals for the serpent. So the serpent is going to raise an army. These eight people are going to be in command of the army. And the goal of the uh, army ultimately is to overthrow Asgard. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what he wants to do. As these um, seven generals go about their, their destroying, their just wanton destruction, 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 they cause fear among us regular humans. The fear is drawn to the serpent, and he, he consumes it uh, like an energy source. And in the process, what it does is it makes him more powerful, and it, and it makes him younger. It rejuvenates him mm -hmm. uh, until finally, uh, near the, the end of the story, the, um, I guess the denouement, uh, he has achieved that form that he had when he was banished and um, imprisoned where Scotty went and freed him from. We find that he was imprisoned by Odin. And as the story progresses, uh, ultimately we find out that Scotty, uh, that, excuse me, the serpent, whose name is escaping me, but it's something odd, Cull. His brother Cull, his older brother Cull, Odin usurped to become the Allfather because Odin was the younger brother. Um, Odin usurped him because his older brother was evil. And when he defeated him, he imprisoned him. And so now the older brother is out and he's going to exact his revenge. To prevent that, Odin has decided that all the Asgardians are going to leave, Asgard, uh, leave Earth and go to Asgard and prepare for war because what he's going to have the Asgardians do is go to Earth and raise Earth, killing all the humans because the fear of the humans, he knows, is what's going to feed his brother and make him stronger. That's where Odin and Thor come into conflict. Thor wants to side with the humans. Odin wants to side with the Asgardians. Actually, Odin wants to side with the mistake he made that he never fessed up to, and he's still trying to hide. That's what is going on. So everybody is preparing for war. Um, Sin, who has her own um, Nazi affiliations, is, is making war on Earth. That basically is why the heroes get involved, is because of Sin. But then as these generals start to pop up with these hammers, they start getting involved in that too. The heroes involved are mainly the Avengers. Mm -hmm. uh, we do see a little bit of the Fantastic Four in one book, but that's about it. You know, Marvel Universe has like a million heroes, but the only ones involved are the Avengers. When DC is being destroyed, New York is being destroyed, Paris is being destroyed. I thought that was kind of odd, but okay. Um, so now everybody is involved. Uh, it's it's basically a full-out war. The sides have been have been chosen. We have Scotty and the Serpent. Scotty with her Nazi armies, the Serpent with his eight generals, including Scotty, on one side. 
all of humanity and the superheroes, mainly the Avengers, on the other side, with Asgard kind of off to the side, still preparing. So things progress, and, and you know, of course, being superheroes, they get worse and worse. The superheroes look like they can't do anything. They can't defeat the... They're, they're pretty much holding their own against the Nazis, but they're not defeating these generals at all. Um, until things kind of start to turn, Thor uh, manages to defeat two of the stronger, uh, more brutish generals. And Tony Stark, well, yeah, okay. Tony Stark uh, goes to Asgard and creates weapons, which is what Tony does. And he creates weapons using the dwarves of Asgard, who are the kings of the Uru metal, which is what Thor's hammer is made of, and Odin himself, who casts magics on these things. So Tony comes back with seven weapons, each tailor-made for a specific Avenger, and his armor, which he has had uh, Urud and magicked by Odin. So now we have eight weapons uh, for the good guys to combat the eight generals for the bad guys. We see that at uh, he heroes fall. There's a there's a pretty major hero that falls. I'm not going to get completely into it in case somebody hasn't read this, but uh, a major hero falls, which is the impetus for the 7.1 epilogue book, Fear Itself. Um, 7.2, which we will go through, details what this war has done to Thor, how, how he has suffered through it. And 7.3, apparently, which is not out yet, uh, concerns Tony Stark's um, shall we say, sacrifices during the war. So that's what these three epilogues are going to be about. The battle ensues. Uh, basically, the, there is a, there's a prophecy as to how the battle is going to go ultimately and what's going to happen. And it happens as to the prophecy. Um, everything finally falls out. The generals are defeated. Odin takes back, basically, the powers of the hammers, so the bad guys, yeah, pretty much it's just the bad guys left that have them, uh, lose their powers, so they're defeated. The Nazis are defeated. The Asgardians come, and they, they do finally enter the fray when the serpent, who has created his army, almost like... Uh, we can almost say like an army of the dead. or so. I mean, he created soldiers to be his army. So when he set his armies loose on Earth, basically that's when Odin gets involved. And rather than trying to kill all the humans, he focuses on the, I guess you can say, bad Asgardians. Um, I, I, the, the good guys win in the end. I don't necessarily want to give everything away, but there is much cost. Uh, there's a, a pretty major hero that goes down. Um, Captain America's shield is completely obliterated at one point by the serpent. Uh, Thor suffers some indignities. Iron Man 
makes some sacrifices, all of this that leads to Thor's defeating the serpent uh, as per the prophecy, but at the cost of his life as well. So with the war being over, uh, the serpent is dead. Captain America and Iron Man are pretty messed up for various reasons. Thor, as far as we can tell, is dead. Odin scoops up his brother and uh, retreats to Asgard. The, the, the Asgard that Odin made when he pulled all the Asgardians off of Earth. So now there is a new Asgard, which is much more planet-shaped. And I don't know if it's on another dimension or, or what it is, but it's much more like a planet. Uh, that's where he takes his brother, Cull, who was the serpent, who is now dead. And he is going to watch over Cull's body for all eternity. And he throws all the Asgardians and, out. And he kicks all the other Asgardians off of this planet Asgard, we'll call it. So it's just him and Cull. So all the Asgardians except they two... I'm not sure if that's the proper English or not, are on Earth now uh, with the former fortress of Asgard there, and Thor is there. And so that that pretty much is the end of the main story itself. Uh, in the 7.2 epilogue, we see what the final outcome of the ceremony for Thor's body is, and what will become of the uh, God of Thunder mantle, basically, is, is what happens What happens in it. Um, so that's kind of a probably pretty poor overview of the whole story. Um, I'm not all that good at big story things, so that, that probably wasn't all that entertaining. I kind of went back and forth in my mind as I thought of other things, but that's... That's the gist. Good guys and bad guys. Of course, it's comic books. The good guys win. Uh, they win with some casualties. That's, I mean, that's almost always the case for a good war story. Terry, what, what, what do you, what do you want to do now? You want to hit up each of the individual stories a little bit? Well, I don't know. That would be giving away a lot of information. Well, Are we'll you go ahead. To we, do that? yeah, we'll go ahead. We, we warned this was a spoiler again. Now. This is a spoiler. We're going to spoil it even more. So if if you are still here after hearing all that, we're going to spoil even more uh, about the story as, as we go through and, and nitpick it a little bit more. So there. So we start with book one sure. again? Yeah. Even though you told most of the story of book of one, book one. Yeah, yeah, when okay. you started out, I, you were getting pretty detailed, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Because it, it does start it out with um, Sin discovering the hammer. Okay. And uh, becoming Scotty and the riots on the street, which there was some undertones of perhaps some memorial not being built, being built, and people were complaining about being built, where it was being built, not being built, and something about that. But that's what um, started the riots on the streets. And actually later on in the in the story, the Avengers, who have some sort of machine that can tell whether or not there's mystical or supernatural powers at, at work, say that this was just a plain old riot. This was plain old Earth people being mad. There was nothing supernatural about it because they, they suspected that there might be because of what happened during the riot. 
you think this is a play on that memorial for Ground Zero in New York? I, with I, the, that's what I kind of got when I was reading the, the book Muslim for the very first time. Mosque yeah. wanting to be built and all that stuff. But, okay, but it yeah. doesn't come right out and say that at well, no, all. No, at yeah. all. And like you said, we have Sin over in Antarctica finding her father with her, using her father's journal and finding the hammer and be, turning it into Scotty, and then we go to the Avengers and they're just they're talking about rebuilding Asgard as you as you told, and Odin wants nothing to do with the humans. And when Thor comes and asks Odin, you know, don't you think we should help them rebuild? They want to rebuild our our world. Don't you think that's wonderful? Odin's like, no, I don't. And he um, argues with Thor and actually knocks Thor down and has him bound up and has him taken to Asgard against his will in this first book because Thor wants to stay on Earth and Odin's like, no, you're not, and everybody else, come with me. So they're all leaving, Broxton and, and the superheroes are like, y'all are leaving, and, and the warriors there are like, yeah, Odin said, so, you know, we have to. So... Um, Scotty unleashes the All-Father, as he calls himself, the Serpent, and he unleashes the Worthy, which are the hammers yes, uh, that come down. I didn't mention that they, yeah, they had a name, okay. And they are, they are then sent off supernaturally to who it is that's supposed to get them, because one of the um, hammers is actually one other person tries to pick up the hammer, and it does nothing, and then the person it belongs to comes along, and there you go. So apparently the hammers are specifically designed for specific people. And some of these people I knew as superheroes, not villains. A, a couple of them. The Hulk and the Thing. I always knew them as superheroes, not villains. Mm -hmm. So that was book one. Book one was the release of the serpent, the connection between the serpent and Odin and, and Scotty and how all that starts. That was book one. Yeah, it pretty much was all set up. Yeah, it was set up. The Asgardians leaving Earth, leaving the mystery of why, uh, the All-Father being released and, and going, deciding to go on this rampage, the question is why, mm -hmm. uh, this deteriorating relationship between Odin and Thor, again, why, mm -hmm. um, there, there was a little bit there that was just, it almost felt like it was thrown in, but it, it it's kind of not in the big story. The people of Broxton have really suffered since Asgard mm -hmm. has been on Earth. And throughout this story, there, uh, uh, fear itself, there will be uh, several places where they just really take, you know, two or three pages and just focus in on the people. Um, and I suppose that what they're doing is trying to keep everything grounded. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all these superheroes and gods, and now you have even evil gods that are going to be running around because of how powerful they are. But yet... You know, here's the people. Here's what the people are thinking. Mm -hmm. And we see that Broxton has really, really suffered. Um, high unemployment. Uh, one guy has to leave to get a job and uh, leave Broxton and can't sell his house because nobody wants to buy a house in Broxton. Right. So we're, we're seeing that all of these things have been affecting Broxton. And even more so, you know, early in the story, the Avengers get together. Actually, it's Tony Stark to rebuild Asgard, and you're thinking, well, they're going to rebuild. They're going to make this problem even worse mm -hmm. for these poor people in Broxton. How, you know, how is that right? How, it, it, in my mind, it's even how do they have the right? Right. 
the superheroes to come in and do this. Oh, we want to help the Asgardians, da da da. And like Thor said, Odin could just snap his fingers and fix everything. Mm -hmm. So why do they need to do this? Tony's uh, idea is to show goodwill for the people to to feed off of that they're trying he to He thinks do it'll give them something to do. And, they have nothing to do because they have no jobs. They have he's 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 looking at it as I'm going to give them something to do and I'm assuming we're going to pay them. Yeah, yeah. And so that'll give them something to do and it will give them monetary gain and they'll feel better about themselves. But man, the reality is with a fixed Asgard that's just going to be a bigger target. Mm -hmm. I mean it's more likely to draw problems to mm -hmm. these poor folks. He's not thinking that way. He's all business. Well, he's not thinking that way, and that and that's part of. He's all of, business. Well, it's part of Tony's problem. Mm -hmm. uh, several times in several books, he has described himself as being a futurist, uh, almost like that's his mutant power. He he thinks about, you know, twenty five, fifty, a hundred years in mm -hmm. the future, what he is doing now is going to mean then. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think a lot of times that kind of blurs his vision to the here and now because he's his head is up looking out rather than looking down at, at what is occurring now. So, so okay, um, we have these hammers that have landed. Right, uh, we to don't, the worthy. We don't necessarily know who they are yet no, that's after book the first two. issue. Book two is, is where we find out who um, gets them, so well, most of them. First issue is a lot of setup with uh, probably even more questions than what we had before the, the series started. Yeah. So. so book two is where Odin fully explains that um, what he wants to, to raz earth, raise, whatever, however you want to pronounce that word. Right. He wants to burn earth. He wants to destroy everything on earth. Total war. He doesn't explain why at this point. You don't know why he wants to do it. You know why he has such hatred for Midgard. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. You know, and that that makes him appear villainous in in itself because you have no idea why he wants to be so mean. And you see the first five hammers land in different various parts of the earth, and you and you see who who gets them. The first one, I did not know that Juggernaut had turned into a villain myself. I'd heard the name before, and I thought he was a superhero. But here he is. He's he's in prison, and he's the first one that gets a hammer. He's been both. He was a bad guy for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Then he joined the X-Men and helped them for a little while, and then he went back to being a bad guy. And okay. that's, that's where he is now. He's been caught. He's on the raft. Um, all you folks that follow Marvel will know the raft. It's a big uh, super villain prison uh, out in the harbor in New York. And uh, the or, second... Or actually, it was... There's, not much left of it now after the hammer lands. But. Yes. The second um, one is the Hulk. He and his lovely Hulkette are out Betty. in in Brazil, out in the in the jungle wild, and there lands a hammer, and Hulk goes to investigate, and of course is drawn to pick it up, and and he turns into uh, Null, and that's why I said these these have to be kind of mystically supernaturally sent, because. Um, how else would it know to land in the wild jungles of Brazil, where yeah. the Hulk is? And he actually keep, retains, a, they retain a little bit of themselves because he is telling his Hulkette, you know, to run, that he really can't control it, but that uh, he he does remember enough to know who she is. So she, like, travels in advance of his mayhem, trying to get children and people yeah. out of the way and help them because she doesn't really want Hulk to hurt anybody, but she can't stop him. 
each of these uh, worthy are going to have their worthy name. Um, so the juggernaut turns into K-U-U-R-T-H, Kurth, breaker of stone. And then like Terry said, the Hulk turns into null, breaker of worlds. And they they like armor up, uh, but they also have like neon lights on their body. It yeah, looks it's, like. I mean, they're, they're energy, really cool looking. Energy um, channels, it mm -hmm. almost looks like. It, yeah. It, it, whatever comes on them stays pretty true to form to who they were before, mm -hmm. but it's much bigger, much more massive with these energy channels that are lit up on them. Mm -hmm. so. And the reason I said they were specific to people was the next set, um, Absorbing Man tries to pick up the hammer that lands near him in Titania. Apparently they are a couple, yes. a, a, a duo. And he tries to pick up that hammer and, and to no avail. It does nothing. He can't really pick it up. It's, he's not absorbing it. And when he turns around to say, hey, why isn't this working? Titania pushes him to one side because she is drawn to the hammer and it turns her into Skurn. Breaker of Men. Breaker of Men. Yes, I remembered that one on yes. my own. And then she tells Absorbing Man, come with me. There is one for you. Right. We'll go to and, your hammer. And she takes him to his hammer and he becomes Geothoth. Is that how you would say it? Geothoth? G-R-E-R-T-H-O-T-H -E -T -T or something uh, like Grithoth? Grithoth. 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 Yeah. And I can't remember what he is. Um... We'll have to. I only remembered um, Skern, Breaker of Men. We'll have to. That's check a girl that thing. Breaker of Wills. Breaker of Wills. Greethoth. Greethoth, okay. Breaker Greethoth. of Wills. And then Atuna. Atuma. Atuma, I'm sorry. Um, As in it's not. Atuma. Becomes Nerkod. N E R K K O D. Breaker of Oceans. Because he is the uh, little aquatic feller. Yeah, he's patterned after like a killer whale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is book two, actually. It's just basically what Odin Odin states his plan and what he wants to do, and the first five worthy get their hammer, and there's mayhem. Yeah. There's a lot of mayhem. This is basically where the Avengers really get involved and start engaging because yeah. they have like a big monitoring center because... They're seeing all these. They're watching the news and watching all these hammers fall, and yeah. wherever the hammers fall, all of a sudden there's mayhem. So uh, they're seeing it happen. Um we also see Sin preparing her Nazi forces to attack DC, which is part of her plan. Mm -hmm. But it fits into what the serpent because you does. always you always go after the the, the where the leaders are. Well, not because if the, you can kill the leaders, then there's nobody to not just the capital, but the the uh, symbolicness of mm -hmm. attacking America at Washington DC first. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and again, you know, the idea isn't necessarily just to kill people, but to do things to make people fear because the serpent needs that fear in order to energize himself. So Which we don't know that yet, but that's what it is. Yeah, they they haven't told us, but um, you know, that's why all a lot of these uh, hammers and whatnot fell in places that weren't necessarily the most populous. Mm -hmm. That way, as they approach population. People can start to fear what this is more mm -hmm. so than if it just popped up right in the middle of a big city. So book three continues the um, advancement of those who have their hammer, plus the last two get their hammers. It's the um, the thing to, you know, we just can't believe that he's going to be one of them. And he turns into angrier, A-N-G-R-I-R, -R, 
Angrier. Angrier. That's how I thought it was pronounced. And that is Breaker of Souls. And Gray Gargoyle gets his hammer, and he is Mock, M-O-K-K. Breaker of Faith. So there was the, the last of the hammers, the last of the worthy, are picked up by their predestined owners. Captain America and Scotty start fighting. I'm, I'm assuming that Sin and Captain America have this past. Much. Where they um, have fought a lot. Not, and it, that makes sense because she has always aligned herself with the Nazis and he's Captain yeah, America. So n- Not Sin a whole, whole lot, but the family. Yeah. Because the Red Skull was her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the premier supervillains back in the 40s that he fought. Uh, he was the one responsible for, spoiler, uh, the death of Bucky. Mm-hmm. He was the one responsible for Captain America being frozen in an iceberg for 25 years, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, he has come back, the Red Skull, time and time again. He has always been a fallback villain for Captain America. Yeah. Every Like Loki is for Thor. <laughs> every four or five years, there will be a major Red Skull story. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, the, so the sin that is still um, conscious but, in yeah, Scotty, because right. they're both there, recognizes Captain America as somebody she wants to kill, she wants to defeat, and, and Cap is like, well, yeah, I want to kill you too, because for different, you know, for the kind of the same reasons, and you're not the first to come after me, so come on, let's go. Uh, in D.C., um, leading up the the bastion of fighters in D.C. against Scotty and her Nazis are the Black Widow, Captain America, and the Falcon. And it looks like they might be getting an assist from some other people. Uh, namely, I can see, I believe, is supposed to be Shanghai, um, the Fist of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Now, why he's in D.C., I don't know. I didn't know that he lived in D.C., but Who knows? They, they have him here in, in several panels fighting. So we go on with the book, and Loki on Asgard, we're back on Asgard, and Loki has decided that he is going to free Thor because Thor has to be able to do what Thor wants to do. So he brings some food, and the food is tainted, and the, the guards eat, eat it, and they go to sleep. And he goes in and he frees Thor. He tells him, you know, Earth is being massacred. Odin wants to do nothing about it, but but help the massacre, and somebody has to do something. So back on Earth, the mayhem is still happening. Grey Gargoyle is, is going about. Hulk's going about. They're all going about. You know, the Hulkette is trying to save people in his wake, and, and, and he's, like, grabbing her and saying, get out of my way, woman. That's Red She-Hulk. I know, the Hulkette. Yeah. You call her what you want, I'll call her what I want. So she is um she is grabbed by the Hulk in his new gar- in his new form and is like, Please, Bruce, please, it's me. Say you know me, you know who I am and he doesn't anymore. Well, he stops momentarily. Yeah, but but not but not enough to not enough. And Spider Woman comes to her aid. Spider Woman, uh Mrs. Marvel and the protector yeah, uh, have come. been assigned to try to uh, to deal with the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that there's like a little trifecta or so of of superheroes that have been assigned to each worthy. Probably, I don't know if there's 
21 Avengers active. There might be 21. Are all these yeah. Avengers? I thought yeah. of it. There was only like five or six Avengers. Well, but see, there's two or three, depending on how you look at it, Avengers teams. Okay. There's Avengers. Okay. Mighty Avengers. They're, the the secret Avengers might get involved. So, I mean. Okay. So, um, one of them, one of the hammers lands on Yancey Street. This is where the thing picks his up. And they're trying to analyze it trying to figure out what this is because they've noticed that the mayhem ensues where a hammer drops and they're like well this is just a hammer i don't think they've really connected yet on yancey street what is actually happening which is why um mr reed sends ben to go give it a look at you know can you can you see if you can move it maybe that'll help us figure out what it is right, yeah big hammer yeah and so ben turns into and greer and greer the breaker, breaker of, of souls. souls so there goes yancey street it's all torn up now. Which is a, a place in New York. It's a borough in New York. So he's yeah. in New York City now yeah. doing doing this destruction. So uh, um, Loki has freed Thor, and they're talking about what they're going to do, you know, and Loki's filling in him in on all that Odin has done, rebuilding the entire world as a war engine, and he's pointing it to Midgard to fight the serpent, and the serpent's followers are, are, are just destroying Earth and creating so much fear. And Thor is wanting to know, who is the serpent? You know, why isn't Odin telling us what's going on there and, and what's happening? And he takes him to his Warriors 3 and his Lady Sif. And they're like, okay, we need to do something. We have to get back to Earth. We have to help them. We have to see what Odin's doing. Let's try to figure out what he's trying to do and why he wants to destroy Earth. And Sif tells him, we can't. We can't leave. And Thor's like, mm, I'm not accepting that. There has to be a way out. And they start talking, trying to figure out a way out. And I'm assuming this one dude over here is the Silver Surfer, maybe? Mm-mm. Oh, that's Himdall. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, shouldn't be any Silver Surfer. Yeah. Well, last we left him, he was on Asgard, and the and the Proctor, Proctet, whatever, had gone. After this. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That after occurs this. after this. Okay, yeah. I thought it occurred before. Mm-hmm. So Odin, of course, hears all this rumbling going on between his, his son and his friends and, and their people and stuff. Well, um, uh, what's-his-face here uh, sees it? Heimdall? Yeah, Heimdall, with his all-seeing eye. See, that was the thing. They were kind of meeting secretly, trying to get all of this done before Odin found out. Oh, yeah. Or actually uh-huh. before Heimdall found out and told Odin. But, but they pop up. It's like you can't hide from Heimdall. That, you know, right. And that's... So Odin's like... You know, I have tried and tried and tried to save you. I have tried to, to, to make you listen to me. And Thor's like, but you haven't told me anything. What what are you so afraid of? Why do you want to destroy Earth? Just tell me. Tell me what's going on. And he's very, Odin's being very cryptic about the whole thing. and says, what you don't know won't hurt you and what you will know. And, 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 and I just don't want to tell you anything. But fine, if this is what you want to do, then go to Earth. And he sends him to Earth with his hammer. With his hammer, yeah. And I'm kind of thinking, because we know from reading the whole thing right. what Odin knows. Right. So I'm kind of thinking he's thinking, well, if I send him down there, then he can't fulfill the prophecy because he won't be up here. I don't, I don't know that that necessarily or matters. Or do you think it was just a fit of anger? Well, I think what it is is he is kind of realizing that he is not going to be able to keep Thor out of the fight. Okay. Because Thor is just, he keeps trying to get into it. And so he's he's finally starting to think, well, I'm not going to be able to prevent this prophecy. Okay. I thought maybe he thought, well, if I send him down to Earth, he won't be able to fulfill well, but, the prophecy. But Earth is where um, the, the serpent serpent's is. minions are, yeah. So, I mean, that wouldn't be... 
keeping him in Asgard perhaps would be keeping him out of the fight, but sending him to Earth is just sending him right into the middle of it. So. Okay. So then there's more fighting, of course, between Captain America and Sin. And, uh, and... But this is a little bit different kind of fighting. Well, go ahead and pick it up there, darling. Something, something bad happens here. Go ahead and pick it up. In the midst of this fighting, Captain America falls, and he falls hard. He falls very hard. And basically that's where the book ends, with Captain America having fallen and Scotty walking away the victor. Terrible. Terrible. I, I hurt when I saw that. A moment of silence. So moving on to book four. That was our moment of silence. It starts out with um, the uh, Avengers. Well, actually, it starts out with Thor getting to Earth, landing in Broxton, talking to the people of Broxton, and they're telling him, you know, blow. Go away. Go away. And he's like, well, fine. Okay. I'll just leave you all. If you don't want my help. <laughs> so he, he, he goes on. He's going to go find the Avengers to see what's to see if he can get a line on exactly what's happening. And the um, this is where we find out that Serpent is feeding on all this fear. Yeah. Because this is where he starts talking to his um, worthy, telling him, you can't be merciful. You Give me more. Do, do, do more of what you're doing. I need more. I'm not strong enough yet. So this is where you start getting an idea that he is feeding on the fear of all the people. And we see that Odin is building weapons and getting his army together, trying to get ready to come down and destroy the earth. And this is kind of where um, we hear, we find out a little bit from Odin about the serpent also that, that he feeds on the terror. Right. Still not a full story. Not a full story yet. But, but just a, a few more tidbits. And we see the Avengers with Captain America. This is Bucky, right? Um, yeah, because Steve comes back here well, a little bit. Well, yeah, it's um, James Barton. No. James, uh, yeah, it's it's the dude that was Bucky. He took over for Captain America. Yeah. Because Steve Rogers was killed, but obviously we see that he wasn't. Yes, he wasn't. And so when Steve came back, mm -hmm. there was already a Captain America. Mm -hmm. So everybody kind of convinced him, Bucky Barnes, yeah, that's his name, uh, convinced Steve, hey, we've got a Captain America. As Steve Rogers, you can be a help um, – and so what he did is he became the uh, leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's a Captain America running around and a Steve Rogers running around. Well, now Captain America has just been killed. So this we see the first time in six years, our time, seven years, something like that, that Steve Rogers is getting back in his Captain America uniform. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been there. And I think the, the main thing of this little sequence in the story is to show that the heroes are really starting to feel that they're in trouble here. And that, they want to know why. That they, they, can't, they can't do this. And they want to know why. Because they've seen all this mayhem and destruction. They've done their best to, you know, to combat and to fight. And, and here it is that um, Captain America is now lying dead. And they're all starting to question, oh, gosh, if they can kill Captain America... Yeah. Then that means they can kill any of us. And what are we even fighting for? Who are these people? What's going on? And who is the serpent? You know, what does anybody know? And Thor shows up. 
at that time and says that he's Odin's foe. Yeah, he, he it's all because of Odin drops that we have to deal with this. And nobody else knows why. And we just know that we have to fight and that the fear that's being created is what's making him stronger. So the captain, the, the Avengers are like, well, then what do we do? What can we, we can't win. We can't, what are we going to do? And Thor gives a little rallying cry and they go and get Steve Rogers and we need a Captain America. We need a leader. Yeah, that's, that's and this how, is a, I like this picture. That's how Cap is always portrayed. He is the one that is the stalwart. Mm-hmm. And so now you see that he's not perhaps as stalwarty as he normally is. And so it's meant to just really bring home how in trouble these, these mm-hmm. guys really are. Because even Steve Rogers, the eternal optimist, the win, not at any cost, but win no matter what comes against us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I don't know. But then he's like, let's go. Yep. Let's let's give it a try. I love this picture of him. All we can do is of, fight. Of Captain America. Which one? Where? The when he when they first go back and they get Steve, Bucky is dead. They realize they need a Captain America. Oh, him the second one here with his head bleeding over into the top. Uh huh. Frame. And, and he's standing. Yeah. Looking very buff. D- d- he uh, he has managed to stay in the gym. Res- resolute. Yes. He looks very resolute. Yes. And he comes in and he's like, okay, tell me what's going on. Because he has not been part of the fray yet. No, he's been up here directing. He's been up here directing. He he's hasn't. like, tell me exactly what we know. Tell me what weapons we have. You know, what yeah. what exactly he's, is going on. He's assessing. Yep, that's And it. they start to tell him that um, all of these different people have been given enchanted weaponry and they've changed. They're all running rampant across the globe, creating terror. And he asks Thor, he's like, well, okay, so what? what's our weapons? That's your department, Thor. Asgard, Serpent, you know, what? what's going on? And Thor's like, mm, sorry, but you're not going to get any help because Odin is readying the forces to call mankind and cut off the Serpent's source of power. Yeah. So that's his answer. You know, that's Odin's answer. You're not going to get any help from him. He just wants to destroy Earth, and that way there'll be no fear. He said, but somehow, and I don't remember Odin telling him, Thor knows about the prophecy now. And yeah, maybe um, maybe he told him before he sent him to Earth because he was telling him right before what we read was, you know, there are things you don't know, and then all of a sudden he does know. Could be that he knew the prophecy, and but he's just now put it all together, or, I mean... That's pretty slow if that's true. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the worthy appeared, mm-hmm. you should be like, wait a minute, something falling from the sky, six people... Well, there was this prophecy about seven people, or eight people, there's seven, and, you know, you would mm-hmm. think that... You but... would think. So he tells he tells Captain America that the pro- prophecy is that he, Thor, is supposed to kill the serpent and then die. At, at the cost of his at own life. At the cost of his own life. And he's like, and then that's fine. I'm not afraid. If Bucky Barnes can die, I can die, and I will die, and I will fight. And and I'm here with you. Poor Bucky's died twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so sad. So then we go on and we see the more mayhem that Was is that happening. Sarcasm? No. It more... is sad. This is Captain America. I'm sad. Okay. So we see more mayhem happening on Earth, and we see um, the All Father, the Serpent, not the All Father, Odin. No. 
Yes, getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And it seems to be this one little boy's fear Cull. finally fills up the um, source of strength that he needs because we see a, a panel of a little boy screaming in fear and he's and the serpent is like, yes, that's it. I'm perfect now. I'm ready. So he he raises all of his whatever kind of army. Yes, he he awakens his army. The dark Asgard seems to have come come aground somewhere or have risen or I, I'm saying I'm thinking risen. Or or this isn't the fortress in Antarctica, is it? That he is taking I don't think so. I I didn't either. Okay. I so you think the fortress has risen. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think it's somehow it was down in the seas, down in the bottom with him, and now it has risen up with all his forces that were in it when he was okay. sent down there to begin with. And we see him for the first time in full regalia, uh, 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 power. Yes. Full. Full power. So much younger than Odin. M much, much. Mm -hmm. Yes. Still, uh, very Viking-like. Long black hair. He has a long mustache, and mm -hmm. he he still looks very Viking-like. But now he's got the armor, and he has his own. Uh, I guess that's a hammer. He has his own hammer. And the next, the next panel, the artwork kind of strikes me as different from all the previous panels in this book. It kind of strikes me as more old age comic book look. The, the it's a picture of Tony Stark as Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor setting out to save the world. They have gotten together and they're setting out to save the world. And it just the it reminds me of the older books that we're reading in the artwork rather than this this newer. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the bold the bold coloring of it. Very red, white, and blue, very stark in its not not blended. That could be it. So Thor's on his way to Antarctica and Iron Man is on his way to Oklahoma, and Captain America is on his way to Manhattan. That's where they've decided to fight, because the serpent is fighting out of Antarctica. So it could be true that what you thought was the Antarctic Fortress is actually where he was at, because that's where Thor goes. And Iron Man is going to Broxton to try to see what he can do there, to see if he can talk to Odin through the... Uh, Asgard that is there to see if he can somehow contact him there, I think, from what happens later. Yes, yes. And I, I Captain America is going into the heart of the battle in downtown USA to see what he can do. Leading um, one of the contingents of Avengers here, it looks like. Several of them are there. Okay. So, they show... Various scenes of them landing in their various areas and what they are going to do. And when Tony Stark, or Iron Man, gets to Broxton, he starts yelling for Odin. Because he knows that Odin can hear him. Right, and probably here because this is the last place that he, he knows was. Odin right. was. So that's... And, and he knows that Odin can hear him, and, and he is challenging him in some manner to try to get him to come out and talk to him. So he's being very forceful and insulting and goading him, trying to get him out. Thor has gone to Antarctica. Yes. There's a very important thing here, though. Okay. Uh, in order to appease and have 
uh, communion, so to speak, with a god, it's always been traditional that you have to sacrifice. There's a sacrifice involved to uh, draw you closer to that god, to gain its attention. And so Tony Stark comes up and he realizes he's going to have to sacrifice to impress Odin. And Tony sacrifices the only thing that he knows that he has personally to sacrifice. And that is his sobriety. That's, that's a huge deal because Tony, Tony Stark is an alcoholic. Uh, he has been since the mid-80s. So in this scene, his sacrifice is pulling a bottle of something out of a bag. He pops the cork and starts drinking it as, as a sacrifice to Odin. He is sacrificing his sobriety. Um, that in of itself... I think is not only important because of what he's sacrificing, but I think also that that whole thing is going to be what the 7.2 epilogue or 7.3 epilogue is based on because that's the Tony Stark issue. So I think that he or other people or whatever are going to address him getting drunk. Okay. So, I mean, it, it was bad enough that he was... He, he willingly gave up the armor for a while to try to get sober because he knew when, you know, when he realized he was an alcoholic. So, you know, in, in it's, it's not serious because we know ultimately how it's going to turn out. But in Tony Stark's world, I, I thought that that was a that was probably an even bigger deal than Captain America dying because we knew that Steve Rogers was here. There was another Captain America in essence. So somebody could step in. Nobody's going to step in and give Tony Stark his sobriety back. You know, we we know and we talk about addictions all the time, and and uh, you know, an, an alcoholic is an alcoholic forever. Mm -hmm. They fight the battle forever, and here Tony Stark um, didn't fight. In essence, gave in, got drunk, and so I'm sure there will be some um, fallout from that. And I'm assuming that that's what his. Uh, epilogue is going to be about because uh, 7.1 was Captain America mm -hmm. and it dealt with his death. 7.2 was Thor mm -hmm. and it dealt with his outcome. And 7.3 is supposed to be about Iron Man, mm -hmm. but we don't know exactly because it's not out yet. I'm just supposing. Okay. So Thor has gone to Antarctica. He's fighting some of the uh, guards of the serpent. And finally the serpent says, that's enough. You know, I've seen your medal and, and, and here I am. And then we switch back to Manhattan, where Sin slash Scotty is so very happy because she is going to get to kill Captain America twice. Again, yes. You know, she is just she was so thrilled she got to do it once, and now she's getting to do it twice. And oddly enough, her and her forces have made it from Washington to New York. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they went across land all that time or uh, how who, they got who there. Who knows? But, but that's where they are now is in New York. Mm -hmm. So we see... Um, the serpent talking to Thor, telling him, I know the prophecy, and I know that you, you're my nephew, and I want you to know I am the rightful king of Asgard, and Odin took that away from me, and he bound me up, my own brother. Can you believe that? And Thor should be sitting there going, yeah, I've dealt with Loki my whole life. Hey, I know exactly where you're coming from. So serpent is like, well... What else has Odin not told you, though? You know, if we could fight together, you and I, we could defeat Odin, and we could pay him back. 
for everything he's done to us. And Thor's like, I'm, I'm not buying it. You're the monster that's going to pay today. And Serpent's like, fine. Then be gone, because it won't be today. And he throws Thor out of Dark Asgard because he starts falling to the earth in New York City. That looks like New York to me. Is that what it is? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. If it is New York, I don't know why uh, the two worthy that he runs into aren't fighting with Scotty and her yeah. people. So but he, he, he's in a big, a big city, city somewhere. He's in a big city somewhere. And the serpent has sent Angrier the Thing and Null the Hulk, the Hulk. to fight Thor. His two greatest fear yeah, his two brutish strongest. And it and it and it. I I wonder are they the strongest because they were heroes, and not villains. Could be. Also, though, in their previous form, they're two of the strongest Stronger. inhabitants of the Marvel universe. Okay. Also. Okay. But that's interesting that they are the strongest because they were the farthest away from where they are, but they were turned. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't think about that, but that could. That could be some sort of uh, uh, meta thing about why they're the strongest, yeah. the way that it was written. And Thor knows them both, so he's like, the thing, I always liked you, Hulk, I never liked you. And he's, he starts his battle with them and tells them he is not afraid. And that's the end of this book. Okay, so now we have progressed uh, and we see that... We now know for sure that the serpent is Odin's brother, right. who was usurped, who was tricked and bound, and and Odin took over his rightful reign. And we know now the whole prophecy that Thor is supposed to kill the serpent. Right. We know that Thor knows it. We know the serpent knows it. So now those two players are in place to do what they need to do. The three main protagonists of the story have now broken off into their own stories. Thor mm -hmm. uh, in, in trying to deal with his uncle. Uh, Tony Stark in trying to deal get with whatever Odin. he needs from Odin. And Captain America in, in trying to deal with... Uh, Scotty. Scotty. Mm -hmm. So n now the, the big story basically has broken off into these three storylines, mm -hmm. which will follow for a little while, and then they will all basically come back together again. So we get into the next book, which is book five. We're, we're past the midway point, and we see Thor battling his two worthies and managing to tear them both up at the same time, which is pretty, uh, he, he's, he's he's pretty impressive. more than holding his own. He's yeah. more than holding his own against two. And then we, we switch to Scotty and Captain America, and, and Scotty's kind of goading yeah. Cap and saying, you know, Thor's being dealt with right now because Null... And, and Greer are going to kill him, and that's what you hear the sounds of, and, and you're going to be next because I'm going to kill you. And Captain America's oh. like, well, your father couldn't. So, so they are in New York mm -hmm. because they can hear him. Mm -hmm. So there's your answer. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Tony Stark, Iron Man, and his, his part where he went to Broxton to goad Odin into coming to talk to him. And Odin's finally like, I can hear you. Here I am. What, what do you want? And Tony's like, well, you know, I'm kind of disappointed 
that you actually showed up, but okay, here you are. And and Odin's like, I, I gave you special dispensation only because you're a war brother of my boy, but don't push it. You know, and Tony's like, well, I know that you don't want to be part of this, but let me get straight to the point. You're not being fair. We have done everything we can for you. You caused this whole thing to happen. It's all your fault that the serpent's even on earth killing and and creating mayhem, and you're not doing anything to help us. You're not even giving us a chance to fight back, and it's and it's all your your doing. And it's like I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I've had people call me names before, and I've seen battles before, and and people perish, and I, I'm, there's nothing I can do about it. There's no reason I should do anything about it. And Tony's like, well. I'm about some mercy. Can we have mercy? You don't have anything else to say to me. Can will you at least give us some mercy? He says, all I want to do is is build some weapons. That's all I want to do. I just want your forges, your right. your people, your ingredients, your metals. I, I just want to come up there and I want to create enough weapons as we have bad people down here so that we can fight. He didn't want anything from Odin personally. Personally. He wanted things from Asgard. Right. He wanted access to. The so basically shot. that's what he's saying. You know, here it is. You're doing all this. This is all your fault. Odin's, you know, denying it, whatever, whatever. He's like, fine, look, I'm not talking to you to get anything from you. I want you to give me access to Asgard so that I can use these things from Asgard and make weapons, eight weapons. That's all I want to make. The same number of weapons that have fallen down to earth that we're fighting against. And Odin's like, fine, go ahead. So then we go back to earth and we see that Thor is about to be defeated by the thing. Yes. Who's it? Apparently is the one that's in the lead. Do uh, you see the Hulk back there? Angrier. You know, fighting. But apparently the thing has come after him heavier right now. And he's right hovering over him, and Thor calls his hammer and smacks the crap out of him and turns him into pile of rubble. His hammer rips right through the thing. Mm -hmm. He summons his hammer, and he summons it through the thing. It, it just it blows a hole right mm -hmm. through him. So that's so the thing's gone, much to his dismay. He Thor liked didn't, the thing. Thor didn't want to get, he was even asking, calling his name Ben. Right. Ben, do you, Ben, can I get through to you? And it wasn't happening. He, so he's yeah. like, fine, I've got to do something. That's awesome. And then he turns to the Hulk. He says, but I never liked you. So come on. So he. Let's get it on. He starts breaking bad on the mm -hmm. Hulk now that he's. Uh, yep. He can face him one on one now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to worry about a, a second. So he, he and, and the Hulk. No. Fight. And he defeats Null also. Now, there's a little segue here where Reed's children come and find their Uncle Ben. And they are trying to um, help him in some way, mm -hmm. to, to heal him in some manner. And Ben's saying, no, it's all right. I deserve this. I, I, this is what needs to happen. But I can't help but think that it's going to end up that somehow they help him and bring him back. That he's not. Oh, yeah. That you, when, he, when the hammer goes and he turns back into the thing, that somehow they'll be able to save him, even though it doesn't tell us. Well, you notice here there's four panels that show the uh, angrier. The top panel shows those whatever kind of tentacles that were surrounding him 
moving, mm-hmm. and in the other three panels, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, a portion of that angrier power is leaving him. Because his life is leaving him, I assume. Yeah. So, uh, so not only is he potentially dying, but also he is... Being freed. A little bit reverting back to normal. Right, because he knows who the kids are, and he's telling them, you know, that's okay. Don't right, worry about it. His yeah. consciousness is coming back. And, um, yeah, I, I would imagine that something, that this also bears out later on in their yeah. own book also. The, yeah, some, somewhere. The Fantastic somehow. Four. So then we go back to Scotty and Captain America fighting. And Scotty looks up and, and sees that the dark Asgard has is hovering like the old Asgard right. hovered. Hovering over New York. And she hears the All-Father serpent saying, you know, I'm, I've, I've full power. Bow down and pray for mercy because I am fully powered up. And he tells Scotty she's done excellent work and tells her to come on. You know, it's time for them to to go to Asgard and defeat Odin. He's kind of, I, th- I take it as he's kind of saying, the worthy will take care of the rest of this. You and I need to go do what mm-hmm. is the most important thing to do. So the Avengers kind of try to come against the Serpent, and Scotty. They are called, Captain America calls them, Avengers Assemble. And as many of them as are there come against Scotty and the Serpent. And the Serpent is like, this, you, you're, you're kids, and, and you're, you have children's games, and, and don't you realize that I'm too powerful for you? And he ends up destroying Captain America's shield. Yes. Showing how strong and what his power is. And the serpent's like, I am God. There's nothing you can do. So the Avengers are all strewn in the street, looking up and seeing this dark Asgard fly off, because I'm sure it's flying off now to, to get to Odin. Right. That's, that's his in, goal. In Broxton, yeah. Yeah. And they're all talking about, um, what are we going to do? And Spider is like, Spider-Man's like, I think it's just, you know, time for us to quit. It's time for us to go. He decides in all this, he's been focusing on the bigger picture. He, uh, Spider-Man feels he needs to narrow down his focus a little bit and go check on his peeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got family. He's got people that he needs to be concerned about. And basically, he's telling Cap, hey, we've done everything we can. It looks like this is it. Mm-hmm. For the end, I want to be with my people. Right. And uh, we we see also this is a pretty significant thing as far as the history of Captain America because that shield is indestructible. Right. And but, now it's been destroyed by the serpent. But yet it's been destroyed. So, right. you know, finally, uh, even Steve Rogers is, is like, well, you know, wow, what can we do? He can even, you know, and again, it's a little thing. It's like, well, it's just a shield. It's just, but nobody else has been able to do that ever. Right, right. You know, they've taken it from Cap. He's lost it. They've experimented on it, whatever. Nobody has ever been able to, A, replicate it, but or, or B, destroy it. So. And then we switch back to the thing, which is kind of, telling to me, I'm, I'm sure this is going to go on too, because we haven't switched back. We haven't talked to anybody else. We haven't seen anybody else. We didn't see, you know, we haven't seen the Hulk or anything. But we switch back to the thing, to Ben Grimm, and the children are still there. And apparently the boy has special powers that he has promised his parents he would not use until he was older. Right. But he uses them at this point. And they bring the thing back. He is a mutant. Mm-hmm. And he has the ability to alter reality. So, I mean, he has, like, 
the power. Yeah. If if Franklin uh, can think it, mm-hmm. it can be. So I mean, if you think about powers, that's got to be one of the ultimate powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's yeah he he they didn't know, and then funky things happened, and they finally traced it back to him, and now it's gotten to the point where they've just made him promise, and he I think he's done a couple times and has caused some things and mm-hmm. feels bad. So everybody has agreed that he should not use his powers until he's older and he can, um, ha- has learned to use them more. Mm-hmm. And so here. He brings Ben back. And I suspect that this is in their home building mm-hmm. because the kids were there. Otherwise they wouldn't just be running around. So all the more likely that Reed is going to find out that they, d- that Franklin did this because with all the machines and sensors and whatnot in the Fantastic Four's building. Mm-hmm. He's he, going to know. He did it right there in the middle of all yeah, of it. Yeah, so. he's going to know. So we go back and um, we see Thor finally defeating Hulk. Sorry, I said before he had defeated, but he, he finishes him off here. And he walks off and collapses from defeating the Hulk and the Thing. And the Avengers, as such as they are, assemble, and Spider-Man has gone off to see about his family, and they are all talking, and Cap says, we're going to lose. Yep. He's finally to the point where he is kind of given up. Because Hawkeye's like, okay, you know, what do we do next? Where do we go? What, you mm-hmm. know, what? And Cap's like, man, look. Look around. You know, there's there's not much we can do. We've lost. So then we go on to book six. And book six is um, starts out with the Avengers have found Thor and his little crumpled mass of hurtitude, where he is practically dead. And he is asking them to please get him to Asgard because he knows that Odin can heal him, that he can be healed. In, and what is that thing called? The Chamber of Something? We've seen Odin go into it before Oh yeah, and be brought back. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the name of it is. Well, but see, I don't think he really uses that because Odin no. tends to him. Odin tends to him, so, so Odin has his own little powers. But um, they're they're carrying him back in Broxton, and they're seeing the, how scared the people are and how scattered they are and realize that there's really nothing much else they can do. But uh, they get Odin's attention, and he comes and takes Thor back to Asgard. And we see that uh, Odin has amassed his army. They are being, there's 5,000 bone breaker tanks, 20,000 hell mounts. And Odin says that that will scorch the world down to the root, the firepower that's required. And they see that someone's approaching. And, and the Avengers, I mean, Captain America is just like, hey, Odin. The whole world is down here trying to fight this monster that you've created. Your boy here is broken into fixing. <laughs> and it's like, excuse me, who are you? Yeah, again, just like Tony Stark did. He... <laughs> he's threatening him. He's kind of dissing him. And he's like, you know, I can't fight without Thor. And here's Thor half dead. See, so you need to fix him. You know, take care of him. And Odin's like, okay, perhaps you're you're right. And he sends the Avengers away in his lovely, forceful way and takes Thor on into the castle to, to, to help him to heal. And apparently they land back on Earth and Captain America is still yelling talking at Odin. Talking to him. Talking yeah. to him. He's like, hey, yeah. hey, what are we doing back here? He dis- dismissed him mid-sentence. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, Hawkeye's like, you just talk smack to Odin. You, you stupid. And he's like, that's all right. So that, now they decide that they, he decides that they need to try to evacuate Earth. And I'm not quite sure how they're going to go about doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anybody that has a plan in place to evacuate Earth. I, so, I, I think he's thinking that's the only thing that can be done now yeah. is we have to evacuate Earth. So we see the serpent, and he's growing stronger and stronger and stronger, of course, because of all the fear that's out there. And, and he's, he's starting to holler for um, Odin. You know, come on. Uh, let's get on with this with this clash. Let's 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 get on with it. And Scotty's like, well, but you know the prophecy. He's going to kill you. And he's like, that's okay. You'll carry on. It's always been for you. So Scotty's going to have a big old book coming out. Even more. So we see a little segue here of, and I guess this is just to give you a, a perspective on everybody. Spider Man goes and finds Aunt Mary. As May, Aunt I'm May. sorry, Aunt May, as Spider-Man, and she knows him to be a friend of Parker, that she doesn't know that they are one and the same. She knows him to be a friend of Parker, and she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I came to say, make sure that you were all right. I told Parker I would look for you and make sure you were all right, and she's like, I'm fine, and during the conversation, she's like, you have a great responsibility. You can't just right. be here, and I kind of see that as just an overall, not particularly Spider-Man, right. but it's like, you know, the the Avengers have given up at this point. They're talking about the only answer is to evacuate Earth, that there's nothing they can do. And then we here we see the common man, woman, you know, telling an Avenger, you have to keep fighting. Right. You, you, you have, have to no fight. choice. You have to go fight. You can't just give up. Go. You know, you can't be here. And that he's like, you're right. You know, he, he realizes that as, as the... Keeper, the 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 law enforcer, the 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 superhero. They have to be superheroes. They can't just stop and give up. They have to to the end, like Bucky. They have to fight to the end and do something. So then we go back to Asgard and we see Odin tending to Thor, telling him, "Well, the time has come, I suppose." And you know, I guess we need to move on with what you need to do. You don't understand as a father, I, this is not what I want to see happen. And Thor's like, but I have to do it. And he's like, but you don't understand. He's He was my brother. He is my brother. And I'm going to have to send my son to kill my brother, knowing that my son is going to die. You know, there's something wrong with that. And Thor's like, but it has to be done. So Odin gives him his armor dresses him in his armor, and gives him the ever-coveted sword. The Odin sword. The Odin sword. And this is also the first place we actually hear from the horse's mouth what the story is. Yes, and he just confirms. You know, he says, I have lied. Yeah, Odin. And I have, I've done things. I've, I've tried to protect people. He, and that's his, his reasoning. Whatever. He's saying he was trying to protect everyone from... His brother, well, because he was, knew how cruel his brother was. If that was the case, then he should have killed his brother. Yes, right. I mean, right. And he te he tells Thor that um, the serpent is not his opposite, but he is his absence. So he's trying to put him off himself off as the merciful, all-knowing, wanting to take care of his people, father. And that the serpent is exactly the absence of all of that. That right. he would have not had any mercy or caring for his people. And that's why he has to die. 
and he says he can he can die, and it's the Odin sword whose true name is Ragnarok that can do it. So he gives Thor the sword. And then we see, while we're still up there in Asgard, we see Tony Stark working to create all the weapons. And uh, he's like, we're not too late, are we? And, and he's like, no, I don't think so. I ready my men to advance on Earth, but, you know, Here's, here you can go on ahead and, and give the Avengers their weapons. He said, and I will even bless them. And Tony's like, and I have a I have a request I would like for my armor to be. Yeah, that was his weapon. To be, to be, and Odin's like, well, there's only one way you can do that, to, to dive into the vat of right, so molten he, uber metal. He made all these weapons, mm -hmm. uh, one specifically for each of seven Avengers, and they're going to... Um, Uru ties them. They're going to submerge them in molten Uru, mm -hmm. and then Odin is going to bless them on top mm -hmm. of that. So basically, so the only way Tony's armor can get is by is by him diving into jumping the pool. in the vat of so of he has to melton, uh, he has to be metal. brave enough to jump into that vat of molten metal. Yeah, that's that's his weapon. He made seven, and then his weapon he's going to use is his armor. Mm -hmm. And Odin turns to Thor and says, okay, this is your last chance. I can spirit you away out of here. We can just ignore the prophecy and just go away. And Thor's like, no, we can't. I'm the man that you've made me, and that's a man of honor. So we, I have to do what I have to do. So they send Tony on his way with, with the weapons down to the Avengers. And the Avengers have assembled again. They said, that's like, okay, we have to keep the serpent away from the world tree that's that's he's decided that's what the serpent's objective is is the world tree i don't really think so is it okay i thought it was thor and odin well i guess if you destroy the world tree you destroy asgard okay because so, that's what he wants ultimately is to destroy asgard. asgard right so they are assembling trying to figure out how in the world they can protect the tree. Although I'm not sure where that came out. Me neither. It's just all that of a sudden that's how they. The world tree specifically. Mm -hmm. And Captain America decides that he's going to go man the line, which means he's going to where the major battle is and continue to fight with whoever will fight while the Avengers go off to protect the world tree. And we go back to Broxton, and we see Dark Asgard, or is that the new Asgard? No, floating. That's, that's Dark Asgard floating. Dark in. Asgard floating above Broxton, and Captain America comes up and says, "We got to fight to the to the regular Earth people, the regular yep. people of Midgard, saying, you know, we have to fight. We have to stake a stand right here. You can't just stand around, you know, looking at all the mayhem, going, hmm, what's going on, and wait for us to save you. You have to fight too." And if you don't want to fight, then leave your weapons and I'll use them. And that's the end of this book. We see as Dark Asgard approaches, there are uh, six worthy, so they're down two, mm -hmm. um, and the serpent coming in, apparently just to face Captain America and this human militia, as far as we can tell. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it looks like. So um, angrier the thing has been defeated and Hulk. And Null, the Hulk, has been tossed mm -hmm. somewhere. And we find out a little bit later that Iron Man tossed him and Hulk wound out, up in the... Thor uh, tossed him. I'm sorry, Thor tossed Hulk. And 
the Hulk wound up in the Carpathian Mountains. Is ultimately from New York. Uh-huh. That's where he came down. Woohoo. So good toss. Okay, here is where we find out that that is the serpent's intent because he says, "Kill all the Avengers, take the World Tree, and bring me Odin's head." That's what he tells his people. And Captain America's like, "Come on, let's fight. It's on." Uh, something we haven't said through all this uh, is that this has been written by Matt Fraction and uh, drawn, penciled by Stuart Eminen with inks by Wade von Grauberger and inks by Laura Martin. So that and and those have been the same creators for all of the issues. All the issues. Fortunately. Yeah. And the Avengers are standing around going, We need a miracle. We really do. And here comes Tony Stark, Iron Man, with his weapons. He said, What would the end of the world party be without party favors? I brought you all something. Here you go. And he tells them to start hang, handing out the weapons and tells Thor to go on. We'll catch up here in just a minute. And he hands them out to the Red She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, it. Hawkeye, Iron Fist, Black Widow, Mrs. Marvel, and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And he tells them that he didn't bring Captain America anything because he has his shield and that, that nothing can destroy that. And they're like, um, Tony... <laughs> You've been, been gone for a while. So then we see, we get, we switch to the serpent. He has told his minions, you know, to go off and find the world tree and destroy it. And he screams out for Odin and says, I have come for you. It is time. Do you hear me? And Odin's like, I hear you. What am I going to do with you? And he's still screaming out, you took what was rightfully mine and I have come for my revenge. So we see several panels of our newly armored up Avengers going to fight against the the serpent's minions and, and they are actually doing some damage now that they have are their newly fired and, and Spider Man got weapons too apparently. That was in another wasn't in the first frame that I saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is up there. I just Up there at it. the top, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So now the, the weaponized Avengers are Spider Man, Black Widow Iron Fist, Wolverine, Iron Man, Mrs. Marvel, Red She-Hulk, the Hulkette, Hawkeye, and Doctor Strange. So that's eight weapons, and Tony is nine. I don't know what happened to that. So he made eight weapons and then dipped himself. And then himself. Yeah, and dipped himself. Which I guess makes sense, because there were seven hammers that fell and Scotty is eight and then the serpent would be nine. So, mm-hmm. okay. So we switch back to the people of Broxton and they have decided, you know, the Captain America's right. We can't just sit back and wait to see what happens. We have to fight for our own world too. So they have decided that they are going to fight with him and they prepare to do that. And then we go to Thor who has, who is fighting the serpent who has now turned into this huge dragon-esque serpent. For the fight. Yes. He's this. no longer the humanoid-looking brother of Odin. He is now this huge dragon-esque serpent that, that Thor is riding on with his sword the to fight. is a serpent. Yes, the serpent is a serpent. And we have Thor in the Odin armor with his hammer and the Odin sword. Mm-hmm. Fighting this huge dragon. And we go back and forth between seeing the Avengers fighting the minions of the serpent and Thor fighting the serpent himself. And we see Captain America 
down on the ground, perhaps beaten. And one of the people of Brockton reaches down and takes his hand and says, you know, you're right. We, we, we have to fight. And that just spurs Captain America on. He's like, all right, I got the people behind me. Let's go see what we can do. And he calls them to battle. We're all Avengers now. Avengers assemble. And when he calls that, he's calling all the people, the people of Broxton, the superhero Avengers, everyone. He's calling them all with his battle cry. And they all continue to fight. We see scenes of the original worthies fighting our newly powered Avengers. And we see humanoids in small little pictures with their rifles and, and stuff out there fighting. And the serpent is telling Thor, the Thor is telling the serpent, I'm sorry, you've been buried for millennia and you don't think we know what, what to do, but we will defeat you. We will kill you. And there's several panels of, of the fight and what's going on. And you see some defeat of the uh, minions. You see some defeat of, of Avengers of Lane. And, and they're, they're all just fighting. You see Thor in the mouth of the serpent now, you know, fighting. And Captain America and Scotty are still fighting. She just will not leave, let him alone. No, no, it's, she a, will it's not. a personal thing. It's a personal thing. Yeah. Even though it's Scotty, it's a personal thing. So here comes Odin. And he's decided it's now time. During all this mayhem, he's decided it's now time to come and raz Mid Midgard. I don't understand the timing of this. See, because the fear has already built up to the point where the serpent is the strongest he can be. So why does he still want to? Right. So he's, pro he's not coming to raise Midgard. He's coming to fight the serpent and the serpent's forces because that's all that's left. But he says the moment is nigh, Asgard. Today we raise Midgard. Well, n not that it really matters because just as they enter the fray... The battle's over. Yeah, that's true. Thor they kills go, the serpent. They, throw, so they, go th they call war. They go down to Midgard, and they see, Odin looks up and sees Thor and the serpent falling to the earth. And he screams, my boy. And the warriors three and Sif are like, we're too late. And Scotty holding desperately to her hammer is screaming no and we see the next little panel we see are the worthies turning back into their original forms because their hammers are flying away from them right. it's like with the death of the serpent all the pa all the magic it, all the power left the the hammers leave scotty turns back into sin mm -hmm. because we see captain america you know telling her to open her eyes i guess he's not through yet right and um, we see Odin and the rest of the Warriors 3 and Sif running to Thor. And we see Thor beside the now rehumanoided form of the serpent calling for his father, asking him if he has, if he has done it. Did I, did I do it? Is it over? And he collapses in Odin's arms. So our next scene is fallen Asgard in Broxton and Thor is on a funeral pyre. So that's supposed to kind of tell us that the prophecy was fulfilled. The serpent was killed. Thor took nine steps toward his father asking him whether or not he had accomplished the prophecy and he died. 
we see the Avengers trying to build the pyre. They're, they're gathering stones and, and, and things to build a fire, <clears throat> talking about the battle and wondering if anybody knows where Cap is. And I'm assuming that Cap <clears throat> was kind of separate in his fighting with the people of Broxton from the rest of the Avengers because Hawkeye is like, I don't care where Cap is. So it's like he's mad at him. Wolverine. Was that the Wolverine? Okay. Hell with Cap. Mm-hmm. That's Wolverine. That's Wolverine? Okay. It kind of looked like Hawkeye to me, but okay. Yeah, probably because Cap <clears throat> chose... Cap, in essence, left them... The and heroes, chose to, to start up a whole new set of Avengers, the people. Fought of with Midgard. the people yeah. and, you know, uh, losing your leader, I guess. Wolverine kind of is, is sensitive to that. Yeah. So Captain America goes to find Odin to tell him that they have just about finished the funeral power for Thor. And we find that Odin is beside the fallen body of his brother, Cole. Cole and telling him, you know. Thousands of years I've been trying to save my son from this prophecy. And everything I've done has been for naught because it finally happened. And now it's just time for me to go home. He looks very defeated. So he picks up Cole, takes him to the new Asgard that he has created, and at the same time sends all the Asgardians to Earth because they're all like suddenly transported and they're like, what's going on? You know, what's happening to us? And Odin is walking into the very empty castle with Cole, saying, I will I will keep watch over him. Which, if he's dead, uh, which just goes to show you, gods are never dead. Penance. He's, yeah. he's serving his penance. Okay. And all of a sudden, all these Asgardians are down here, and they're like, and the Avengers are like, did you all come for Thor's funeral? And they're like, we came because... Odin sent us. Odin kicked us out. He kicked us out, and we're here for good. So. so Stark is is in Asgard, trying to melt back down the metals, giving giving back the metal of of the different weapons that right. he made, giving that back to Asgard because it belongs to Asgard, and they are done with it. The Avengers are done with it. Yeah. Plus, too, I mean, you think about it, weapons like that would kind of yeah. Would not be good. In Sway the, hands, the balance. Would not be good in the hands of the wrong people. Yeah. You so. Know? so he takes them back there, and he's and he's throwing them back in, saying, trying to melt them back down. And Odin hands him a package and says, you know, this is the best we could do here. This this is for you. I guess he's kind of feeling bad about the whole thing. So he gives him back. And it is a shield for Captain America made of the Uru enhancements. So it should be stronger than ever. And Cap's like, thank you very much. And... and they are at the funeral, I'm assuming, for Bucky at this point when he uh, yes, hands over. over here in Arlington. He, yes, when he yes. hands over, when Tony hands over the shield to Captain America. And then the next scene we have is they're all back in Manhattan. All the Avengers are back in Manhattan. And they're talking about, you know, we're here to mourn our dead, Thor and Bucky. And we're also here to start rebuilding. And we see the people of Broxton who have a new lease on life because now life is starting to get back to normal. All the super natural things are gone. It, it looks like things are going to return back to normal, but they're stronger in this returning back to normal, and they've decided, you know, we, we need to, to all take care of each other as guardians and humans alike. And we see the world tree swirl of color in Broxton on the earth, and that's the end. The end of this issue, there are several 
uh, epilogues in this book that talk about uh, upcoming things, uh, storylines, or books that derive from this story. And the first one that they talk about is a series called The Fearless. Um, it's going to be a series about sin gathering together these heroes, or these, these creatures that were the worthy. Um, and that's, that's about all we can tell. Uh, out of this story, also a new Hulk book launches. We see in this epilogue that, again, this is a spoiler for Hulk. So if you don't want to listen, bow out. Uh, we see that Hulk forcefully separates the Banner persona from himself. So now through force of will of the Hulk, the Hulk and Banner are two separate individuals going into this new Incredible Hulk ongoing. Uh, we see a bunch of mystery men talking here uh, about a spy or a, a, about a man who uh, who they're interested in named Marcus Johnson, and I believe he's appeared in one of the Avengers books. But his story is going to be told more in a title uh, called Battle Scars. We see that Null somehow is uh, summoned or comes back as an entity unto itself. Hulk becomes aware and goes to seek help in defeating Null. And that is going to be the start of the new Defenders ongoing. So all those are teased at the end of issue 7 of... Uh, as well as 7.1, 2, and 3. Yes, the, the true uh, epilogues of the story, uh, <clears throat> Fear Itself, 7.1, 7 7.2, and 7.3. And um, basically in 7.3, I mean, I, there, there, I didn't think there was necessarily, or 7.2, there was necessarily a whole, whole lot to talk about. Um, it's... It's just the story of the Asgardians coming to grips with the death of, of Thor mm -hmm. and the um, appearance of a new person that, as far as we know here, may or may not be the new god of thunder. Uh, they kind of set it up like it's going to be, but it is not a new Thor. And I believe, Terry, you had some uh, some interesting insight as to uh, this creature's, uh, what is it? Tyrannus? Tenerus? T-A-N-A-R-A-S? Tenerus? Well, I just, I, I noticed, because you, after we had both read it, you turned to me and said, well, how in the world did he come about? Where did he come from? And I just noticed in reading the um, the Loki that we've been reading, mm -hmm. and how he and Leah, with the help of several, the Destroyer and 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 several people managed to get to the ancient tombs and rewrite the serpent story in that in doing so they were talking about how the gods are stories that's how we know about the gods we hear stories that are handed down from generation to generation and stories can always be changed reality cannot be changed but stories can and they made that point there and then in this 7.2 when Tantanaris Tantanaris shows up. They say he just arrived, but he's been around for eons. You know that he. We don't know who he is, but we all know who he is because of the legend. So I, I was just taking that as an ongoing. You know, gods are stories, 
and all of a sudden here's one that we've never seen before, but there are stories about him. Right. And we will come to know him because of the stories that are about Even him. Even though he's new, he's always existed. He's always existed. Kind of and thing. there are stories. So. so we have to be told the stories so that we'll know about him. Okay. So there, I think, pretty much uh, sums up. Not that we're going to accept him as Thor. He's not Thor. <laughs> he's not Thor. He's Tanneris. He, he may Tanneris. be a new god of thunder. Yes, but, but he's he is not, not Thor. Thor. He's nowhere near as attractive. Well, I, he's not even, I don't Humanoid. know if he's Angard, as guardian. He's some he's other kind some of race. Of I don't something. know. Um, just a, a, a couple things to throw out to you guys. Um, bear with me if you're at all interested in this. These are other books here real quick that this fear itself touched on. Uh, the fear itself since past we talked about that was uh, introduced sin and her finding of her father's journal. There was Fear Itself the Worthy, which was just a little uh, uh, anthology book that had a little blurb about the seven hammer wielders that mm -hmm. were the worthy. Uh, this story crossed over into the Invincible Iron Man, uh, Iron Man 2.0, the Avengers, the New Avengers, the Secret Avengers. I was telling you there were all those groups. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Academy. There was a Fear Itself Youth and Revolt mini. Crossed over into Hulk. There was the Fear Itself Hulk versus Dracula story, which took up after the Hulk landed in the Carpathian Mountains, he apparently okay. ran into Dracula. Into Dracula. Uh, That's over. interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why Dracula. Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, but um, it explores the political relationships between Dracula and other breeds and sex of vampires and introduces a vampire superhero team named the Forgiven. Okay. So they are going to show up. I don't remember if I saw in their own book, but they are going to show up as well. Uh, crossed over into the Thunderbolts, there was a Fear Itself Spider-Man mini, a Fear Itself Fantastic Four, Fear Itself Black Widow. There was the Civil War Frontline, which was the common person's view of Fear Itself. Crossed over into Uncanny X-Men, the New Mutants, there was a Fear Itself Uncanny X-Force mini, Fear Itself Wolverine, Fear Itself the Deep, which dealt with uh, Nurkod and the underwater mm -hmm. races and everything like that. Uh, crossed over into Herc, into Ghost Rider. During this, uh, Alpha Flight restarted the comic book, which now, after eight issues, has subsequently been canceled. Uh, Fear itself, Fearsome 4 miniseries, which was a riff on Defenders, and Fear itself, Deadpool. And then uh, the book that I mentioned, the Fearless which is a uh, an aftermath kind of book, also spun out of this, as well as the new Hulk title, the new Defenders title, um, Battle Scars. So uh, this was a very wide-ranging, universal kind of thing that has left marks in a lot of these heroes' books, but also has apparently left a lot of leftover stories that they still feel that they can tell. Mm-hmm. And that's made our life very interesting trying to just follow Thor, but then we had to segue into Loki's book and we had to segue into Fear Itself because they were all three like just interloping with each other, going back and forth, and we were trying to get the full story of something because they would hint at something in one book and you were like, well, what's going on? So we found it in another book. Yeah. I, I was kind of hesitant to cover this, uh, just not to get into that habit, but when I saw that there was going to be a new quote-unquote Thor, I'm like, well... In a Thor podcast, we've got to cover why Thor isn't the main character anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it just made sense to me. So, 
Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much everything for fear itself. Terry? Yes. Yes. Okay. You believe. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. This is our uh, <clears throat> uh, longest episode yet. Well, we had seven books to cover. Eight. Eight books to cover. Eight books. Yeah. So uh, if you guys do want to get in touch with us, you can do so at the Mighty Thorcast at Gmail or the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail.com. The website for the podcast is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. There is a Mighty Thor podcast fan page on Facebook where I post notice of the uh, episodes going live on the website. There is a Mighty Thor podcast page on Google Plus where I will start posting these. So if you want to follow Thor on Google Plus, you can search for the Mighty Thor podcast and circle it. Uh, iTunes reviews are always helpful. And I believe that's all the social network information. Think so. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I hope this wasn't uh, too, too long for you guys to listen to. Let us know what you think about this uh, more extended kind of format here. And uh, we'll see what we can do about doing more or less of these in the future, uh, depending on what you guys say. So Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you guys again here in another um, probably week or so. Uh, what we have lined up is the 1966 volume of the Mighty Thor issues 154 and 155, and the 2011 volume of Mighty Thor 7, which should pick up after Fear itself, I believe. Okay. It's a brand new storyline, so that's what we have in store for episode 35 of the Mighty Thor podcast. Thanks a lot, guys, and we will talk to you again here in a little bit. Bye. This is a Teal Production.